We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What would you do if you were in the Astros dugout? Maybe the Boston Red Sox dugout in 2018 and you knew there was cheating going on. They were stealing signs banging on garbage cans to tell them what pitch is coming. What would you do? Would you participate? Would you not participate? Or would you sound alarm bells and tell the league, we asked you at RDC, home and home, please weigh in for us. We'll have those poll results in just a bit. But first, Derrick Henry, 180 yards plus in three straight games on the road against Houston at New England at Baltimore. Just imagine what this guy was like to stop as a high school running back. It's a hump day home and home. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire. I'm Dave Briggs in Connecticut. Ross Tucker's in Pennsylvania. And our good friend Justin Barney is in Jacksonville, Florida. He is the sports editor at WJXT who covered Derrick Henry as a high school running back. Justin, thanks for being with us. How would you describe Derrick Henry, this freak of nature, 6'3", 245, 4540, as a high school running back? As dominant as he is in the NFL, if you can believe that, uh, he was on, you know, from a high school level. He carried the ball 462 times as a senior, 462 times, and 462 times opposing defenses knew he was coming, and they still could not stop him. Uh, you know, the thing about Derek is you see him in the NFL. They said he was too slow to play the position. You've seen that he's not uh, too slow to play the position against NFL caliber players. He was like that again in, in high school, just on a scale you cannot imagine. You know, the guys he's playing against is bigger than his offensive lineman, bigger than his fullback. I don't think there was a player on his line that was uh, even remotely the same size as him. So what we're seeing now in the, on you know the big stage of the NFL, what we saw at Alabama, Derek was was even better than that in high school, as you can imagine. You know, high school guys, um, at, at the, the Blue Blood programs have guys, you know, comparable to Derek's size, you know, the 6'2", uh, the 6'3", six, six, guys. But those are those are not guys you see on a daily basis. And you know, the guys Derek ran against, I mean, a lot of the times they were small guys. A lot of times they were uh, guys his size, you know, elite five-star players, and they still had trouble bringing him down. Um, just a dominant force of, uh, force of nature. I covered Tim Tebow in high school. And I liken Tim and Derek to what they did for their positions as a, as revolutionary. And um, you know, Derek's just fascinating to cover in high school. Great to deal with, great to talk to, and uh, great to be a front row seat to history we had. You know, Justin, it's interesting. I was reading one of your stories from when Derek was a senior. And it's crazy because some of the same concerns about his upright running style lack of lateral agility that people had when he was in college coming to the NFL. They had even back in high school. It's kind of, it seems laughable now that there were concerns that he might not even be able to cut it in college. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's funny. I had a uh, conversation with his coach yesterday from high school, Bobby Ramsey. And he said, you know, it was really, um, 
really disappointing and and for Derek, I mean, he took it hard, you know, that colleges wanted to kind of flip him, flip his position from the, uh, running back to defensive end. And Derek has always, I mean, through, through Pop Warner, through middle school, he was always a running back. So it, it really um, turned him off, alienated him against some coaches in colleges because, you know, they wanted him to do something that was unnatural to him at the next level. And he said, you know, he's shown throughout his career that he could do this at a high level. I mean, he broke a record that was 59 years old in high school football, um, maybe the most sacred record of all time, um, Ken Hall's rushing record. And, you know, there were questions that he still could not do it. And, you know, I think the knock on Derek was that he played a weak schedule. They, they feasted on small teams and bad teams. And that that is uh, totally against the norm. I mean, uh, he played Buford, nationally ranked Buford team on TV as, a, as an underclassman. You know, had a had a game there that was his closest game to, to being held under 100 yards. And he had, I believe, like an 85-yard touchdown late in that game um, against a team that is just a, an Atlanta powerhouse. And, you know, Yuli at the time is still a, a building and rising program. And um, I think it I think it irked Derek to be listed as, um, I think, in ESPN recruiting uh, rankings, had him listed as an athlete. And I asked him before back then, mm-hmm. um, you know, Derek, you're – an athlete. He says, what is an athlete? What is an athlete? I don't know what an athlete is. I mean, I'm a running back. I was born to play that position. That's what I'm going to be at the next level. And, you know, a lot of the colleges that came to recruit him, I talk, when I talked to Bobby yesterday, I asked him, I said, what schools were the ones that, that wanted him to play running back? And he said, four out of five. So the three schools that Derrick Henry chose from on um, when he announced his decision uh, on ESPNU back in, um, back in the day to go out of Alabama, he had Tennessee, he had Georgia and he had Alabama. And those are basically the, the only three schools, maybe one more, that were going to allow him to play offense in, in college. So, you know, the Notre Dames, the Floridas, the Miamis, um, those guys all wanted him as as a linebacker, as a defensive end. Um, so I think that, you know, I think that goes maybe to poor scouting or, or a guy who did not fit that norm of that shifty, small running back. You know, at the time, Kelvin Taylor at Bell Glades, Glades Day was – um, the de facto back who was on that running that uh, that that track to beat Ken Hall's record. Derek and Kelvin played head to head the senior year, and Derek ran for six touchdowns, um, and Kelvin ran for one. So I think it you know, every opportunity that he had was about proving that he could play running back at um, at the next level. And again, he has done nothing. If you saw him play in high school, nothing that he is doing now is surprising you. I think it's um, it's a surprise. Again, he's a big guy, and people think that he runs too rigid, he runs too upright, um, but man, he has just done it time and again against good competition in, in high school, college, and certainly the NFL. Talking to Justin Barney, sports editor, WJXT in Jacksonville. I'm a numbers guy, Derek Henry, 12,000 yards rushing, uh, 502 yards in one game, three games with 400 plus yards Average 9.2 yards per carry his senior season. And by the way, for good measure, he squatted 500 pounds and deadlifted 550 as a senior in high school. What is the myth? What is the legend of Derrick Henry in the Jacksonville area and Yuli? Yeah, you know, and, and people, I think the knock on Derrick too back then, people thought he was so much, he was old. You know, the knock on uh, Derek, when he was playing, was he's 20, he's 21 years old. No, the kid, I mean, he didn't turn uh, 19 until he was in college. Um, and he'd always been a big kid. His family said when Derek was two, he looked five. When he was five, he looked 10. And that just, he was just a man child. He was, when you saw him as a younger kid and, and a kid in high school, he looked like he could have played 
in, in a, you know, late college or in the NFL at that point. He was just, he's always been a physical specimen, a physical freak. And people never realized how fast he was. Yes, he was big. Yes, he ran uh, maybe taller than normal because he's a tall kid, but he was so fast. And, you know, again, I mentioned uh, Tebow early on. I mean, you know, the area has had two Heisman winners. Tim Tebow played at Nice from 2003 to 2005, won a state championship there at a school with very, very little history. Derek got his team to the state semifinals as a senior. They ended up losing to Bowles. And I think with every game out his senior year, his legend grew. I mean, you knew he was going to be good um, at an early age. And he came out and ran for 2,000 yards his freshman year. And he said, this kid is really good. But um, what can he do against a schedule that presents some challenges? And as his career went on, you really end up adding kind of those bigger games, those, those marquee games on TV and against good competition. And uh, he performed every time out. So, you know, I think. In, in retrospect, Derek's what he's done and what he's doing now has just gone and, and enhanced his reputation, which was already great around here. I mean, heck, they just uh, uh, unveiled a, a huge sign in Yulee, which is a tiny town. Uh, was unincorporated for many, many years. So he is a, a hometown superstar, not only in Yulee. I mean, Yulee really holds tight to him because he's their own product. He, was, he wasn't born uh, and, and moved in uh, from somewhere else. He's homegrown. The people there love him. The people at the school, though, they're still revere him, talk about him. He was very close with the, the secretaries, the front desk ladies at school. He answered the phone uh, during uh, busy times at school. So you can know, imagine answering a phone and hearing this deep voice on the, the other end of the line. He was just tried to be one of the guys at school, as difficult as that was for him to do. He didn't like that attention if it was focused on him as, as his accolades. If he, you know, if he could deflect that to, to Yuli, if he could deflect that to his coaches his friends there he would gladly do that and um, I think that's why he's so revered he was a very attached superstar to his town and remains that way mm. um last one for me Justin he was oh, in, in reading one of your stories he was 241 pounds so he was almost already how he looks now back then which number one's crazy but number two, like NFL guys don't want to tackle him. So what was it like for the high school kids? Like I, I mean, we just had Luke Keekley retire because of what the game does to him. I'm picturing Derrick Henry killing kids in high school. Like what happened there? Yeah, it was, um, you know, I think the knock on, on Derrick was, you know, he's such a big kid. He's never going to be able to, um, you know, been the edge as uh, as college and the NFL potentially wore on. And for one, he was healthy and he was never banged up in high school for a guy with that much mileage on him. You know, and Yuli did not throw the ball a ton. I think they had maybe 700 passing yards as, uh, you know, 13 games, Derek's senior season. So Derek was getting the ball every carry just about. I mean, 462 carries uh, in a season is just staggering. He had a couple games with uh, 50 plus carries, which is just unheard of. Yuli needed those to win games, and um, Derek showed he he could handle that. He wanted the ball in his hands every time he could. Um, and and the thing with Derek, um, if you talk to opposing coaches who scouted him and who had to defend him, um, the number one thing they said is to get him in the backfield. So you know, a lot of times Yuli would see six down linemen and five linebackers, or a variation of those two, because if you could get Derek at the line of scrimmage or 
you know, behind the line of scrimmage. That was the only way to slow him down. Um, a lot of times there was no safety help with Derek. It was stopping him early on in the play. So they didn't have to get into a foot race with him because, yes, 241 pounds, but the kid could fly. He was so fast. And at that size, it's unnatural to be able to run that fast. And Derek could run that fast. And, you know, he'd outrun five stars from the in, in the secondary all the time. And, um, again, it, it speaks to his physical conditioning. He was most often always the biggest player on the field for either team. And a lot of those teams they played were good teams. I mean, First Coast at the time in 2012 was loaded with, with talent. Um, Trinity Christian at the time loaded with talent. Um, defensive backs who were going to LSU and uh, Florida. I mean, there were tons of guys that he was playing, you know, that were trying to stop him and, and could not do it. Or if they did, it was 20 or 30 yards down the field. So the thing with Derek was, was send as many players as you can um, early on in the process and, and don't leave safety held back there. Don't leave any, any corners out there. Throw as many guys up front and, and challenge him to get past you. And uh, many times he did. And just like Derek Henry did over the weekend, he threw a touchdown pass at Uli as well. Much longer, though, as I recall from seeing that video. A great video on YouTube for those who want to see it at Max Preps. It's on YouTube. Shows Derek Henry as a high school player. Uh, talking to Justin Barney, WJXT. Quick question before we go, and it's about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, retaining Doug Marone, who's kind of pulled the reverse Matt Rule, who's a program builder. It's gone the opposite direction for Marone. 11 and 21, the last two seasons what's the local reaction at them retaining Marone and is there any sense of optimism in Jacksonville oh it's uh, I think there's different factions I think there are people who um who really thought that this should have been a clean sweep with Tom Coughlin uh Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell general manager going out in a package deal but I think as the the season kind of hit its uh, its its tail end there was a a group that um, may have wanted to give Doug Marone one more chance. And, uh, you know, not as much with, with Dave Caldwell as Doug Marone, because um, I think a lot of people felt that, that Tom Coughlin was the one that was pulling the strings uh, the last two years and um, made things um, a little bit unsustainable for Doug as a coach. I mean, he was out there each week facing the brunt of the media. And um, I, I could tell from some of his pressers that um, he was a little – uh, a little myth that he was the one that had to continue to come out mm. week after week and answer these questions that he obviously wasn't um, making the calls on behind the scenes. So um, I think the the elimination of Coughlin was um, a big, kind of a big plus for fans and um, certainly per personnel in that building um, that, that Tom was made, may have been the guy that was responsible for the issues with Jalen, with Helvin Smith retiring early, um, with Unique and Gakwe possibly wanting to move on. So, uh, yeah, I think the Tom Coughlin move appeased some people, but on the flip side, you see guys like uh, Ron Rivera getting fired, um, you know, Matt Rule coming in from college. I think it's just been too too little for too long for Jacksonville fans. And it's, um, yeah, I think right now with bringing Doug back, even though I think there was a, a segment of people who thought Doug um, should have gotten a chance, another chance to coach his team without the thumb and the micromanagement of Tom Coughlin. I think there was a, a little bit of disillusionment that, you know, teams like Carolina are going and hiring innovative offensive guys to um, to kind of inject some excitement and, yep. and some points into this uh, this uh, this team. You know, the AFC Championship game a couple years ago was great. 
unified a town and, and a city and um, just not being able to build off that. And in fact, going backwards these last two seasons, they've been terrible. Um, the Nick Foles signing backfired. Um, the offense was terrible under uh, John DiPolipo in terms of consistency. Um, so I think it's, uh, are we in for more of the same? Are we prolonging this rebuilding process that we know is coming for another couple of years by hanging on to him? So I think that the, the, the sides were split, but I don't think there's, um, you know, from a large part, I don't think there's too much uh, blowback from bringing back Doug Rohn. I think a lot of people felt that he kind of got a bad, um, a bad deal maybe these last couple of years. And Minshew Mania coming to Jacksonville. How soon will he take over? We appreciate the time. Justin Barney, WJXT in Jacksonville. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at radio.com slash home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.